0: Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. My name is Sarah Lee King, your host, and this bonus episode is going to dive into the idea of enoughness in your finances and how you can start to understand what that will look like in your financial life. So, a lot of what we cover, not just this bonus episode, but other episodes, is really talking about the values, your values to guide your spending. So If you're interested in getting some juicy questions and a guide on how you can start figuring that out, including some simple worksheets, please head over to beyondthedollar.co slash values. All right, let's get into today's bonus episode. So get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. All right, everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of Beyond the Dollar. So today, before we talk about the idea of enough, because it's a very vague concept, if you think about it, right? We talk a lot, a lot of people, when we talk about money, like, let's budget, let's figure out how to earn more money and all of that. But the concept of enough can be a little bit tough. So so I had Jason Zook on at the first episode of season five, coming on to talk about a little bit about his entrepreneur journey and what had happened when he was driving for more, right, which is the opposite of enough. So here's a clip of what he said. I had a business that made a million dollars. This was my "I wear your shirt" business, where I literally got paid to wear t-shirts for a living from 2008 to 2013, and that business made a million dollars. But I had a hundred thousand dollars in debt by the end of it. I had gained fifty pounds, and I hated my life. So that sounds pretty miserable. But the good news is he's at a much better position in his life with his wonderful wife and. He has this idea of enough. And so in that episode, we talk a lot more about some of the numbers that he came up with. And so I definitely encourage you to check out that episode. Now, what enough is not is you're looking around at whatever's going on in your life, right? Let's talk finances, right? You're looking at how much you're making. You're looking at the things that you have in your home or apartment or whatever. And you're like, I don't like this. I want more. And what happens is when we're chasing for more, right? If it's not our version of enough, is that we get really caught up in what we think we should want. So it's not necessarily keeping up with the Joneses. It's really looking at the messages that we see outside and seeing what other people achieve. And we've decided that that's what we want because that's what we feel will make us happy. So we're not necessarily competing with other people to like have better, shinier things. We're almost competing with ourselves based on these messages that we're getting that we think right that we should have this and so this has happened to me i was chasing a version of success that i thought was what i wanted and listeners if you've been sticking around with me for a while know that i burned out quite badly a few months ago and so i really had to navigate this idea of like what does enough look like in terms of me earning money in my business So I don't want you to get to the point where you're like 50 pounds overweight and all in debt trying to chase this idea. So now let's pivot into what enough is and what it can do for you. The idea of enough is really subjective and it's different for everyone. So I had Sarah Von Bargen from yesandyes.org coming on season four to talk about this. So let's hear a clip for that.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, obviously enough is extremely subjective. And everybody's definition of of enough, you know, varies greatly depending on if you have kids, you know, what you do for a hobby, even like what city you live in. For me, my enoughness essentially looks like having enough money to live the life that I want. And my life is we have my husband and I have a bedroom and both of my stepson's have a bedroom. So that's that's enough right there. We have a three bedroom house. We don't need a five bedroom house. My enoughness looks like being able to travel probably two to three months a year. But some of that travel is international. Some of that travel is, you know, one week road trips to Omaha. Some of that is staying in nice hotels. Some of that is camping. My enoughness looks like having, I like things that are pretty. I like nice things. And period, next sentence 90% of the things that I own are secondhand. I don't think that having things that are beautiful and having things that are not, than having things that are expensive. I don't think those things have to go hand in hand. So my enough looks like having a beautiful home, furnished in a way that I like, sort of regardless of where those things came from. I have a $900 sofa that I got for free off of Next Door. You know, I have a leather, I have several leather handbags, all of which I got from Goodwill. So, I think my enoughness just looks like really having done the work to understand what makes me happy and what I need to feel fulfilled and then Figuring out how to get those things, and some of those things I've gotten in very like sort of traditional, direct manners, and some of them I've gotten them in sort of surprising ways. Like sometimes I want a vacation, so I pay for it, and then I stay in a hotel and I eat in restaurants. Sometimes I want a vacation, and so I partner with the tourism board, or I use Airbnb credits, or I do a house swap with some friends. So I think everybody's own enoughness starts with having done the work to define what enoughness looks like. So you can know when you get there and you can sort of engineer a way to get there that works with the amount of free time you have, with your earning potential and with where you are sort of in your life.
0: So I really love how she got super specific, right? She talked about like, I have three bedrooms, not five. I love having a nice house, but I happened to buy them from secondhand stores. So really what I got from that conversation was that, your enough doesn't have to be this big, grandiose version. It really boils down to like what it is that you value and what it is that you want. Again, sounds really simple, right? Like, yeah, I just figure out what I want and I'm gonna go for it. Obviously, in practice, not as easy. I can definitely tell you that. But when you have enough, you appreciate much more around you and you realize, okay. Maybe spending more money isn't really the solution to a better life. I'm not saying being good with your finances and having a really badass life means spending less money. That's not what I mean. It what I'm saying is that when you are really super grateful for what you have, when you're just so like in love with your life and just so happy about the things that you have and are doing you're less likely to use money as a coping mechanism. So think about like impulse shopping or people who are addicted to shopping or have like a gambling addiction, like my friend Bo did, had another episode with him on. So I'll link that in the show notes. So things like that, right? You're using money as a coping mechanism of something that you think is missing in your life. So when you do have enough, right? And I'm gonna put that in quotations because it's, again, subjective for everyone you're less likely to look for outside sources to to basically find happiness. You're going to look internally. And that's really what enough is about. Now, when it comes to thinking about like, how much money do I need to be happy, right? Like have enough to pay your bills, pay off debt if you have that, set aside money in savings, stuff sort of like bucket list items like trips. I mean, what i found talking with previous coaching clients myself and friends is that there's something that really kind of gets in our way when we are trying to figure this out so i already kind of alluded to the very beginning when i talked about like messages that kind of we get from outside and we compare ourselves to other people and we like think oh that's what i should do or that's what i think i want based on that right one of the things i think trips people up and this is something. I've discovered in myself is that when you think you have enough, right, you're going to stop striving and we're going to get like, complacent. And that scares a lot of people. And I think I don't have statistics on this, so please don't email me and be like, hey, Sarah, this is not true, or whatever you're saying is, is not backed by studies, <laughs> is I think as human beings, we want to strive and do things, all right? And whether that's because we're just innately wired to do that, and we're you know hunter gatherers back in the day, or, or whatever it is, we feel like we have to constantly keep going. And so when we think, okay, well, there's nothing left to do, it's almost really scary because again, I think we're used to like go go go, and especially if you look at like New Year's resolutions and kind of things like that, there's this like messages of. New year, new you. Here's what you should uh, like. What sort of goals you want to strive for this year? And write all this list down. And so it's these messages we get. And then I, I think innately, you know, as humans, again, we were are wired to kind of strive for more. What I want to say about that is when you've reached enough, it doesn't mean you're going to stay complacent. It doesn't mean you're going to not strive for more. It's more that you're going to strive for like a deeper version of enough. And so here's what I mean. So in that episode with Jason Zog, I talked a little bit about my income goals in terms of like, what does enough look like for myself and my family? And we're pretty much there, which is great. It initially scared me. I'm not going to lie. But what I have found is that I don't necessarily need to increase my income. I don't necessarily need to change sort of my home and all of that. But I want to find time to really explore what it is that I want my home to look like even more, if that makes sense. So what I mean is I have a home office. I love it, right? The size is enough. Like I have a desk, I have filing cabinet, have a lovely scented candle, which I have right beside me right now. But what I can do is I can maybe rearrange the furniture. I can get like another chair. So I'm not sitting here with my back hunched. I can maybe add another table here if my husband wants to work in here, things like that. So it's really exploring, okay, I have enough in terms of my home office. I love it. What can I do to make it even better? And so that's really what enough in your financial life can be. So maybe you have enough money to go on a few vacations every year. Maybe then you want to strive more in terms of like, okay, I really love this place that I visit. Can I come back and explore it even more? Or your enough looks like, I want to earn enough money so I can take off a month, a year. And once you have that, maybe you can look at, okay, each month, what can I do? And, and treat it like an experiment. But the key is, it's really personal for you. And also, whenever you figure out what it is that you want in your life and how your finances play into it, own it. Who cares what other people think? As long as you're not doing anything illegal. Yeah, you know, I say to this people all the time, as long as you're doing anything illegal, like do it what it is that you want. And it is like an absolutely scary concept <laughs> to be like, I do what I want. But when you're happy, when you're like confident in yourself and your abilities to help other people or to do the things that will make you happy, people are gonna notice and people are gonna want that. And so you living your best life is really a motivator to help other people live theirs. And I've noticed that in my life too. So as I got better with money, As I started talking more about the things that I can afford to do, not in like a boastful way, but just mentioning that I'm going on vacation or this and that, a lot of people in my life want to know more of like how I've done it. So, in effect, a lot of my friends have opened investment accounts. They've looked a lot more carefully at their student loans. Like, and it just makes me so incredibly happy to know that I can be an example for others in my life. And hopefully you can be the same too. All right, so enough of rambling about that. Let's talk about how you can find your enough. So again, this is just guidelines. I don't want you to think of this as like a how-to because again, I don't know your personal situation and I don't know really what makes you tick, but this is something that you can really consider. Ask yourself some questions, journal it out. This isn't something that you can probably do in like a day and figure, oh, that's it. It might just be something you're gonna mull over for a little while. So if you know you listen to this and you're kind of going through the questions or the guidelines and you're like, you know, I want to like bounce some ideas off. Feel free to find me. I'm on Instagram at beyond the dollar or you can email me hello at beyondthedollar.co. So the first way to find enough is to look at what it is in your life, be as specific as possible, just like the other Sarah's version of enough. Like what it is that you want. Okay. Don't even think about the money yet, but just think about what it is that you want. Again, when you write things down, don't censor yourself. Just like do a brain dump. But if you notice things you're writing down where you're like, eh, about, don't worry about it. Again, just write whatever it is that is coming out. After that, look at your list and be really honest. And be like, is it something that I think that I want or is it something that I really want? And this is really difficult to kind of give you like a, Definitive step on how to do this. I really just listen to my gut. I may leave the list alone for a while. If you have like a long list, then it's okay to be like, I'm going to step back, go and have like a cup of tea or watch a comedy, and then come back to the list. All right. So once you narrow down your list a little bit more, go back to the list and look at if you already. Have something like that in your life and you're going to be like surprised. I'm pretty sure you're going to be surprised. And I want to also challenge you to dig deep. So for example, when I started doing this exercise, this was a few years ago and I had just started full time freelance writing. And so my like deep desire was to actually have my own space where I can like close the door and just be able to like plop things on my desk without worrying about having to move it. Because at that time, my husband and my son and I were living in a a smaller apartment and I was just essentially working on the dining room table, at the dining room table. And not that that's a bad thing, but I like having sort of a physical space where I can just mentally focus on work. And so that wasn't happening. When I was writing down that I wanted my own home office, I ended up finding a little corner in the apartment where I can put a small desk and just kind of tape things up on the wall to act like as a bulletin board. And so I was really excited about that. It sounds really silly, but in retrospect, it was like, okay, I'm on my way to my version of enough. And so I challenge you to find something like that. And you'd be surprised that maybe you just need to tweak a few things or maybe be a little more patient about finding some extra money in your budget to maybe rent a bigger apartment for a home office like me, <laughs> things like that. So. Then once you have, you find, okay, something, the list that you want is like, okay, I already have enough of this. I'm on my way to this. Then focus on the things where you're like, this is not even in my life. Like I'm, I really want it, but it's just not here yet. Focus on that list in terms of like, what do you need to do to get there? All right. So for example, I would love like one of my enough Things is to be able to afford an international trip. And so it wasn't really possible when I first moved to the US. Just logistically, financially, we weren't quite sure what was going on because, again, I quit my teaching job and was doing freelancing full time. So, what I did really was I would look at how much it might cost for flights to Europe, look at hotels, places I wanted to visit, and I just opened a bank account. And that was it. Like I was like, okay, this is on my way to saving X amount of money every year to be able to do this. And then I would add a dollar here and then more, right? Obviously now my travel fund is pretty fully funded, but it took a while to get there. And so, I guess it sounds a little woo, but but really think about like tiny steps that you can take to get there, okay? Don't overwhelm yourself with this part. I'd say pick like one Thing that you would like to do or have more in your life and just find really tiny steps to get there. All right. Now, once you have all of those things, you can look at the numbers. Okay. Take a look at what you're spending currently and take a look at how much your enough lifestyle will cost. So again, I refer back to Jason Zook's episode. I'll also link to a blog post in his show notes where he, him and his wife talk more about how they came up with their number, their recurring revenue that they need to earn in order to to have the life that they want. And it's a really interesting insight into that. And so what I have done, of course, alongside with my husband, is we wrote down what we spend. We wrote down things that we would like in our life and matched it against that. And this is the part where it can get really scary for some people because they're like, oh, but I'm paying off debt. I can't do this and all that. In that case, that's where you can figure like what can I cut back? Do I need to earn more or is there some way I can get to that enough number or be on the way there by spending a little bit less? Now, can I do this incrementally? Cuz it doesn't have to be like all or nothing. It can be like little stepping stones or a ladder like I like to think of visually to get to that. So let's say you really want to be able to get a pool. Okay. And that will be like a really awesome thing to have in your house. And then you're like, that's it. That's enough for my home. And this pool is going to cost you like, I don't know, $20,000. And you're like, okay, how am I going to do this? Do I want to go into debt for this? Do I want to save for it in cash? What do I need to do to earn enough money to, or save enough money to get to this while I'm saving up for this pool? Is there some way that I can go to the pool somewhere else? Maybe I sign up for a, Membership at the Y, and I make a point to go every week or join a gym where there's a pool, or your neighbor has a pool and you offer to, I don't know, do some yard work so you can get access to it. Whatever it is, find some way to access that version of enough. All right. What I also like to do is imagine what it would feel like and get again really specific, just like the other Sarah mentioned, like what would it look like and I also want to add, what would it feel like when that enough happens? And get really, really, really specific of like, how is it going to feel? Get as specific as you want. If you want to like make a vision board, hey, that's cool. And do that. Because the more specific that you get, the less overwhelming it's going to feel, even though that version of enough is going to like be feel really, really far away. Because the more vague something is, the less likely it is you'll know the exact steps that you need to get there. Right? That's why people write to-do lists. That's why when you have a task that seems really overwhelming, a lot of productivity experts recommend like writing everything down, no matter how small it is. And I'm definitely one of those people that needs to write every little thing down or else it is just not <laughs> going to get done. Okay? Now, I would love to end this on like an episode on the next tidy bow be like, "Okay, that's it." But this process is ongoing because sometimes Your version of enough can change. And you're like, Sarah, what's going on? Like, you're really confusing me. I totally get it. But if this is something that you are interested in exploring more, the idea of enoughness in your financial life, let me know. I would love to do more episodes on this. I would love to bring more people on to talk about their stories enough just so that it can maybe give you a more clear idea of how you can do that in your own life. So again, find me on Instagram at beyondthedollar. Or email me, hello at beyondthedollar.co. All right. Thank you, everyone. And watch out for a trailer for season six coming up soon. Thank you so much for listening in on Beyond the Dollar. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. Tag them on Instagram or one of my posts at Beyond the Dollar. Send them a link. Whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing here. Now, if you feel that putting money towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, download our values-based spending guide. You'll gain clarity around what matters to you most in life, be able to name your most important values, and how to start putting money towards those things. To download the values-based spending guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. And thanks to Donovan Endurance for providing this awesome music.